Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, I have one of my fucking favorite bands in town uh, here uh, to talk to me, uh, along with some cold brew, which was uh, scooped in a growler from Stone Creek. Really excited. Sponsored by Stone Creek Coffee. Yeah. Sponsored by Stone Creek today. Um, but I've got Hopper's Luck in the house. I've got John Lenz and Max Crouch. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having us. You're very welcome. Um, was that was oh, that the ice? That's the water cup. No, this was the ice. Oh, oh. Which is now 50-50. Oh, okay, <laughs> sure. Well, I'm used we need, to... We need colder ice in 2020. That's, that's what we want. That's our mission. <laughs> we, colder ice. Cold ice 2020. The ice caps are... The ice is melting. Well, I, it is. It is. And actually, I used to work at Starbucks, and we used to water the, down the shit out of our iced coffee. Dude. So, oh, yeah. I used to work at Starbucks, too. Yeah, that is my least favorite thing. I hate that so much. I have a grudge with both of you, because every time I get cold brew, it's always watered down. Like, mm -hmm. to at the maximum. Like, dude, anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. No offense on Collectivo, especially Collectivo, though. Like, they water down their, their Yeah. Coffee. I mean, oh. it kind of needs it, though, because uncut iced coffee tastes like ass. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of necessary, but so, if anything, that's what we're living with today. So, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, dude. Really. So good to see you guys, man. Yeah. Max, I like your shirt. Thank you. Your Thank shirt's you. dope too. Yeah, we we're going for nautical fame. Hell yeah. yeah. I want a little bit more tropical than nautical. Yeah. Oh, there that many nautical options. And you got the Blue Mountains on right now. I, yeah, the core. Wait, are they blue? It's cores. Cores list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like you're, it's like um, you're staying on the beach. You're actually, uh, mm -hmm. you're set set and sail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to make note of the point that John also plays with Mike Kellogg. Uh, he also plays in the band Colorblind Chameleon. Uh, shout out Christian Porter. Talked to you yesterday. Um, Max, are you doing? Is this your only band? Yeah, currently, yeah, this is my only band. I have like some, you know, of my solo stuff that I'm doing at home. I'm kind of working on it, but kind of not working on it at the same time, sure. you know. But right now, yeah, only thing that's going on. Fuck yeah. When we talk about a Mr. Nice Guy, we explore uh, the love and fear into our passionate and creative minds. Uh, first time I saw you guys was at NK Music Night. Shout out Sunken Sons. Which one was that? Was that at Garibaldi? Uh, that was at Garibaldi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Milton's a homie. Yeah. Yes. Talalok. Talalok. They'll be here next week. Um, and I uh, actually want to also make note that Sunken Sons, Milton, and Sam Cattrall are also in Hopper's Luck, but I wanted to divvy it up a little bit. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that was my first time seeing you guys, and I was fucking blown away. Uh, was I just love, you know, the, the tropical flavors of your guys' psychedelic and jazz fusion and all that stuff. Um, it's very, it's very tasty. Very tasty. Yeah. So. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. And, uh, Would you guys play a birthday show if I asked you to for my birthday? Uh, only if there was a theme, I think. Okay. If you had like. There's a theme, yeah. Okay. When's your birthday? January. Okay. Yeah. Could be like a winter, like a. Tropical winter type thing or something. Yeah, that's kind of the whole thing of Hopper's Luck. It's because you know, we get Milwaukee. We have cold weather six months out of the year, maybe seven months depending. You know, so we like to bring a little 
warm flavor to those cold months. <laughs> yeah. when, it, when it's the summer, it's like, it's our time. Right. You know. Melting, melting the hearts with uh, cool island songs. <laughs> um, that was from South Park. But anyway, um, so that was my first time seeing you guys. Uh, Neo K-Men also play. They're a great band too. Uh, but um, found uh, you guys have been pretty uh, well well intertwined with like the DIY scene. So, uh, to start, I want to hear about uh, your guys' musical backgrounds. How did you guys like really start finding music as like individually like an outlet for yourselves? John, let's start with you. Um, okay. Yeah, so, I don't know, my dad just always had a guitar laying around, so that uh, people always ask me, when did you start playing guitar? But it's like, I don't really know, just because it was always one in the house, but uh, yeah. I think more so, like, around when I was, like, 12 or 13, like, 6th grade, 8th grade kind of time, I had, like, a really intense surgery around then, and uh, so I was, like, hopped up on opium, and, like, oh, wow. I was, like, pretty much unable to do anything physically demanding for a few years, so that kind of sucked but I got really into Nirvana and so then that kind of transformed I wrote a bunch of sad songs yeah. and got that out of right. my system yeah. in, in mass quantity so then um, now I feel like I've purged a lot of that and I don't know you can kind of um, write songs for, for like crowd to dance to now you know mm -hmm. you know, I still have a bunch of sad songs I'm working on but don't get me wrong but <laughs> right <laughs> yeah I mean Nirvana was my middle school angst. That yeah. was like, a lot of people listen to Paramore and Fall Out Boy and Panic and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, but for me it was Nirvana and it was Linkin Park. Oh, yeah, yeah I was, I had Linkin Park. Meteora? Yeah, hybrid, Meteora, Hybrid Theory, hybrid theory. Oh. Tears, man. Uh, real tears, but yeah, so um, what did you like, I guess, like, uh, start taking your songwriting into like, uh, like you started playing in bands and stuff like that? Um, honestly, it's a relatively recent development. Um, even up until last year, I was kind of frustrated that like I didn't really have a band outlet for anything. Mm -hmm. Like I would play in other people's bands, but um, that's not like the same creative expression, you know. It's right. like here's a full-fledged idea and uh, with drums and bass and whatnot. So yeah, um, yeah I guess like I mean, Hopper's like isn't even a year old. I don't think mm -hmm. so. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a relative <laughs> recent paradigm shift. And yeah. we, you know, we, we were playing music much before, or like, you know, before Hopper's Luck started, John and I were writing songs. Most of the songs you hear in Hopper's Luck today were written like a while ago. But that's when John and I didn't have a drum player and a bass player. We had like other people just kind of like coming in and filling some spots every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did have a few incarnations of Hopper's Luck, yeah. just with other miscellaneous friends. Yeah, and, uh, right. But just varying degrees of... Uh, Buscemi Dilemma. Yeah, Buscemi Dilemma, don't forget. Previous, uh, previous ally. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but it's nice because uh, me and Max have a have a strong synergy, you know, um, that could use a spiral, but then Matt, uh, Sam and Milton also have like mm -hmm. a very strong connection where they're on a totally different like jazz vibe. Mm. And then with the sunken songs and whatever, and um, they're fucking hardworking dudes. Yeah, so it's an interesting like two plus two equals five yeah. kind of situation. Right. Yeah. It's crazy with Milton and like them. I almost every single time I see you know Tlaloc and Sam, they're like running off to some gig. Like I could never catch Milton at like he's always so busy. He's crazy. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. No. Like because I always see like this. Sometimes there'll be several MK music nights in one month. Yeah. And like, Dude. 
Is that con- it'll be like a totally different stack, but equally as stacked, but right. it'll be a you know like there'll be dog bed one mm-hmm. night, and then there'll be modern Joey the next time, mm-hmm. and then there'll be various stuff like cola mm-hmm. has been part of it too. Like it's just cool to see, you know, uh, their how interactive uh, the sunken suns are mm-hmm. with just the scene and with different venues and just really getting in touch with like, you know, a lot of different avenues of, you know, what people are making out of, you know, this, the scene and everything, you know? Yeah. It's really cool that we can be involved in that whole process too. Just um, being part of it. Like you said, you know, like, uh, how Milton and Sam have their, you know, like their jazz, like function vibes. And then John and I add a little tropical, like yeah. get to it, I don't know, but it's like really cool how like uh, how I think last time we talked, you know, I was really starting to just get back into music, but like all the different bands I've met in the time, just through everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. So Max, let's turn it to you. When did you really start playing music as like a an outlet for yourself? Dude, this is a story. Well, I mean, like, kind of. I have a cute. Well, my family has all been pretty musical. Um, my mom has a like a pretty strong choir background. Um, she was like part of Axel Timer, who was like this world-renowned like vocalist or choir coach in uh, University of Minnesota, St. Cool. Paul. Um, and she was part of that. Um, my dad, he's always just like had a good taste in music. Um, I still remember listening to like Clash London Calling nice, and yeah. his Mini Cooper way back in the day. Oh yeah. Icarus Down, don't forget Icarus. Yeah, John, that was really funny because John and I were literally just listening to um, my brother, Jonathan uh, Ferrer. He was in a band before with Ryan Gardner, who now works for Here Here, mm-hmm. um, and called Icarus Down. And they were pretty big for a while. They were playing in a lot of different bands. They were touring with I'm Not a Pilot. I don't know if you oh, know yeah, that I've is. Oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Mark Lassell and all yeah. those guys. Um, and yeah, that was like my probably one of my big like introductions to the whole band life and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I was going to all those different shows. Um, for a really long time and it really inspired me like seeing them play I was like man I really want to be in a band one day and then I started one in high school I started a band <laughs> called uh, uh, Walk on Walls it's like you know the cringy angst uh, sure, a little yeah. bit of uh, I, I wouldn't say Nirvana vibes but definitely more of the Paramore uh, Follow Boy kind of vibes <laughs> originally it was Graham Collings Marty Schaefer I don't know where you are now dude but man um, Heard he went to like Switzerland or something oh, wow. to pursue music Zealand, for a while. I think, I think it was New Zealand. New Zealand, really? Oh, didn't know. Well, anyways, um, then John Meskimen and Aaron Meskimen, um, all really good people. But yeah, that was like kind of like my introduction to like my own kind of music creative stuff. But yeah. So you, I remember when we talked for breaking and entering. Uh, you said you took some time for music for a while. Right. Um, the past like a uh, couple years, I've been um, studying to be a special ed teacher. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if there's anybody else who does special ed, but my whole dad side of the family yeah. does special ed. It is a very demanding field. Um, yeah. Actually, literally right after this, I have to go meet with the client. But like, it's um, yeah, it's a really demanding thing, and I'm just you know still school. I'm still in school, um, and I work. You know, a couple other jobs as well. Um, mm-hmm. Catch me at Beans and Barley. Yep. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I've just been busy with a lot of different things of that sort. And uh, I got a girlfriend too, so you know. Yeah. 
we're uh, we're doing the thing. <laughs> Shout out Rachel. Right, right, yeah. So but, um, yeah. It, was, it was just a lot, kind of balancing at once. Right, then, right. That was like a really busy semester before that, uh, so I was kind of just like taking my little break from music just so I could make sure I could maintain those grades, you know. Yeah, UWM. Yeah, right now I'm at UWM. Um, should be done in the next two years. Had a little, uh, you know. A moment away from UWM, I kind of started late into my college career, so like, yeah, it's now I'm kind of trying to finish that up and yeah. move along, you know. Right, but sure. Not to get all American rejects on you. <laughs> yeah, um, so that being said, yeah, like what became Hopper's luck out of you guys? Like, because I imagine you guys have been friends for a while. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, actually, it's funny because on Facebook, you know, it'll sometimes say, like, you posted this picture four years ago or whatever. Yeah, well, uh, Today, like, one of those popped up, and it was uh, a picture of me playing guitar at Tony Scott's garage, which is where we met. Yep. So that was about three years ago, so wow. um, somewhere between now and 2016. Um, right. I Yeah, it was really actually a funny story of how we, like, kind of met. We met at Tony Scott's garage, but then afterwards, I was having an open mic at my dad's house in my, my garage and uh, I had like this little thing with a couple other friends uh, Ben, Sid Broad and some other people um, Oh, I know Sid Broad yeah, yeah. Hey, what's yeah. up Sid? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he doesn't have social media I believe I don't Oh, know. he does now He does, he, you just oh, need to know the password uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, he was, uh, he's Jewish Yep So yep. I knew him from Hello Oh, okay. yeah. oh nice Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, then I, I ate Sophia and all them Yeah, there. Sophia was there <laughs> Right, right, and um, Miriam, one of my other friends, Miriam, I was like looking for someone to play music with us and gave me John's number, somehow she knew you before. Miriam Tunio? Yeah. Hey. Uh, she's awesome. a photographer. Right, yep. right. Um, and I like texted him and I was like, hey, you want to come fill this show for us? And uh, yeah, he, he came through and we played this little, like totally last minute. I was like, is this dude showing up? Hour, <laughs> hour before the thing, he shows up and we just, you know. Jam it out. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, just the magic of getting invited to t so like the the rabbit hole of like getting invited to Tony Scott's garage party was because there was one night where it was like a Sunday night. I woke up from a nap, and um, Tony Scott was having like a like a Shakespeare performance at the like Lake Park or something. Yeah. And I remember seeing it, and I was like kind of on the fence about going. I was totally like just wanted to stay at home and just kind of sulk and just oh, be yeah. alone, you know? Right. And it was a 50-50, and I just went against my like my impulse to stay at home and be introverted, and I went. And then afterwards, he invited me to this end-of-the-world garage party before Trump got elected, and oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Josh Trimble was there. Shout out, Joshy. Dude. Joshy? Joshy Trimble, wherever you are. Love you, brother. Best dude. Yeah. <laughs> Good guy. Okay, that episode I had with him, Yanni, George, and Alex was the funniest episode I've had on the show oh, yeah. so far. Those those guys are all clowns. We need, we need a hat. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, what what can we like wear today? That was that would be kind of ridiculous to step up our game. You did bring the you brought didgeridoo. the didgeridoo. It was just like a magic moment where I yeah. just I decided to go, got invited, I met all these people, and then at the end of the night, um, 
I, I think me and Josh Trimble played Lithium by Nirvana, mm -hmm. and the whole fucking garage was like okay. jumping up and down, just going nuts. Nice. And it was just like goosebumps, you know? Yeah. And I don't think I've played that song since, but um, it was just like that taste of what the live, what live music is all about. Yeah, it's right. bringing people together to be present in the in this moment here and now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like... Not to get too deep in the first no, half of this. No, not at all, not at all. Um, I relate a lot, because I often have that, that because I'm a pretty introverted person. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like to go out unless it's with intent. And there'll be night, nights where, like, there'll be a show if that I, like, it'll be like a band I've, like, been wanting to cover or something for Break and Entering, and I'm like, I want to... I wanted to stay in and I don't want to do anything, but I know I should go out and mm -hmm. see this music, you know, I, like I know it. And nine times out of ten, I never regret going out and just sucking it up and just putting myself out of the house, you know, see what this band is or this artist or make new friends mm -hmm. or just, you know, just have a good ass time, which... I mean, I, I'm a firm believer you definitely need those nights in to do nothing. Yeah, to those charge yourself. Very important. Uh, something that I, for a while, have forgotten to do this summer, but very important to, um, it, but it's also important to like, you know, if, if you, if you have nothing to lose, you might as well like go out and, and cause you never know what's going to come out of it. And yeah. That's, that's where we are now. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I talked with Joe Tomchek about this last summer. We were standing outside like Black Cat Alley. Yeah. I was like, should I go to meet up with my friends? I think it was the night we all went to the Outsider. And oh right, like right, right. we—it was kind of a shit show, but um, yeah, it was still a nice little time with friends. But yeah. mm -hmm. I was like, should I go? Should I not? And he's like, you know, I always have the urge to just stay at home and play video games. But if there's something, I always do the thing, and I can always come home. You know, yeah, I can always come right. home if it's not what I'm right. looking for. You and you always get that like you ever you know that feeling you get when you like mm -hmm. have been debating like you were debating not even doing something or you were nervous going into it but yeah. then after it's over you just feel so gratified mm -hmm. oh my god dude like every time like sometimes i'll be playing like i'll be driving to a show and then i'll get this like cold flush where i'm like mm, maybe i should just not do this maybe i should just go home <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like maybe yeah. but I, I i know that it's like it's almost like the the calm before the storm right. you know oh, yeah. like on, on the quantum timeline like the events already happened and your body's just getting ready for it you know? right it's, i'm like one of them I'm, I'm pretty extroverted so i yeah, that when, that whenever there's that yeah. uh, that option to go out oh you know i'm gonna take it which is which is also like one of the roughest things about being in a band and stuff like that yeah is because or like just being part of the music thing like if i have school or something and there is a show or something and i have homework to do i'm gonna pick the, sh the show Same, the yeah almost every single yeah and because it's like at that point the homework or the chore whatever it is mm -hmm. is you know you know you can get it done but it's put on the back burner the immediacy like, of your priorities like plays in where it's like okay well you know i can go to i can only go to this one show this one time and i can do my homework or something i can find other time to do it yeah which, that was a big part of um college for me it was right. like there were plenty of nights. Cramming at 2 a.m. Yeah. yeah. I was always a last minute kind of guy. I oh, always do my homework the night before yeah, or I'm, the morning of. I'm so. definitely one of those people. I am uh, 
pretty much with most things I do. Packing uh, for a trip. Which Same, yeah. I just got back from one, actually. I just got back from uh, the Apostle Islands in Minnesota. Word. And, and Minnesota. Cool. Two different places, but... Um, yeah, like <laughs> the night before we were supposed to go, I'm like doing laundry and packing my bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your dryer takes like four hours. I know, and, <laughs> and then like I was panicking because my dryer didn't work and it wasn't drying my clothes, so I just had like all this wet stuff, and I was like, all right, uh, 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 yeah. what am I supposed to do? Right. Yeah, totally. I like my mom will always bother me about packing whenever I have to go somewhere, but it never happens until oh. usually the day of. Right. Right. But I feel like it's, yeah, I don't know. We make it work. We do. See, but I feel like, I don't know, so we've, I've been in the process of moving out, and I'm the type of guy where it's like, okay, once I'm, like, once I'm mentally moved out, I'll, I'd rather just be there right now, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I'll just pack up all the shit right now. I have three weeks left here, but let's go. Like, what are we waiting on, you know? That's, yeah. that's my Scorpio vibe, dude. I'm just, like, at, at a party, if people are just, like, sitting around, like, you wanna go get some food? Be like, okay, I'm ready. Like, right now, let's mm -hmm. go. Like, it's like when you have plans to go somewhere and it's like, okay, I'm going to be away from home for like a couple days and you just get so like eager to be like, okay, well, I need you, you're already getting that mindset. It's like, okay, I have to get away from home now. And, but then like if something gets in the way and like your plans get canceled or something and you're stuck back at home, you get so disappointed because you were so ready to leave already. Right. Yeah. I get that all the time, man. Oh, big time. That's why like. I'll be so, it'll be so nice, like, when I'm, when I leave Milwaukee for, like, a couple days and go back home to Illinois, mm -hmm. and, like, I'll just, like, I'll be so excited to go home, but then once I get there, like, I'll realize how boring it is, and then I'm already so, like, itching to go back to Milwaukee. Yeah, that's interesting, that, like, that feeling of, like, if I'll be, if I'm out at night, I'll be like, oh, man, kind of wish I was at I'm just watching Netflix right now. Yeah. But then, like, I get home and I'm watching Netflix and I'm like, eh, not that good. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, we can very easily have that, like, that FOMO, you know? Yeah, the fear of missing out. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's FOMO of being an introvert, right. you know, I wish I was at home doing nothing right now, right. you know? Dude, he knows this. I have the biggest case of FOMO ever. Yeah. Like, we'll be, like, at, like, a show or something and, like, in the middle of the show, I whisper over to John and be like, uh, I really want to go get some food right now, or like, there's this party going on. I can't so leave like, early. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're also like the social conduit for a lot of people. Like, people will text you to see what's going on. Like, people don't like usually don't really contact me. They're like, ah, he probably won't even. Like, yeah, I don't even know <laughs> yeah, if yeah. does his phone even work. Like, I right. Know. I don't understand that either, too, because like, I'm not like, I'm not like that crazy. I'm not always doing something. Sometimes I am just sitting at home with my cat, my girlfriend, doing nothing. Mm -hmm. but, but like, <laughs> yeah, people are like, yo, what's going on? Where's the party tonight? And I was like, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> that was like me in, in high school. Like, our word for parties in high school was moves. Ooh. So, yeah. What's so, like, yeah, what's the move? Or someone, like, senior year, people would just text me, moves? Question mark. Because, <laughs> like, I was always trying to find something to do in high school. Mm -hmm. But then, once college came around, I enjoyed timing myself more. But right. anyway, so, did you have a fun trip? Dude, it was it was super cool. We were, yeah, we were in the Apostle Islands. The universe was kind of like a, like constantly giving me a little bit of like the finger though. We just had so much stuff. Like it was totally last minute. We didn't have our hotel booked. We didn't know if we were gonna be able to stay on that island that we wanted to stay on because all the campsites were booked up mm -hmm. until like literally we got to the island. 
we finally figured it out. And then, then like, huge thunderstorm rolled in in the morning, like big lightning, and we're like, there's like barely any trees around us. We're like, we're getting, we're like in this metal cage. And oh, just like, yeah. This is terrible. See, right? it, could, it could be worse though. I mean, uh, my dad almost died when we were up north in Canada, up in Quetico Park, because there was a big thunderstorm that rolled through, and there, my mom had like just impulsively like kind of moved the tent like four feet to the right, and the morning they woke up and there was a, a new tree down right where the holy tent would have shit. been. So oh my yeah. holy fuck, dude! That's so listen to yeah. your third eye. Yeah, it was pretty crazy where we were. There was like all sorts of like it looked like there was a water spout that had just gone through there. All the trees were just like like all down around us when we first arrived there. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Getting back to your guys' music, so like, um, how do you guys like uh, go about like uh, sharing? Because I know that like you write a lot of the songs, like you're like the main vocalist. Mm -hmm. I know you guys haven't done a ton of recording yet, but yeah, like how are you guys going about what songs you want to record and I guess like how mm -hmm. you guys go about sharing songs with each other? Like between us? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, it usually just happens kind of like I'll just come over and Max will be like on the keyboard or like I'll sometimes I'll just like sit down and pick up a guitar and like a song will just write itself, you know right. what I mean? Where it's like chord progression and then like if you kind of allow the song to breathe you can you can hear like the spaces filling in. Um, I don't really know how else to describe it, it's just like a like a magical, like if you listen to the ether, you know, it speaks right, almost. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, um, writing new songs is, we've been kind of just trying to master like these right. older ones right now because we have had these ones for so long and it's nice to finally get them, we're like recording at Silver City um, with Andrew and uh, sound oh, really, yeah, cool. sound, yeah, sounded yeah, so really good so far. Stay tuned. You guys were talking about that when I right. saw you guys at Jazz, like at the beginning of the summer. Yeah. But that's cool that you guys are doing it now. Yeah, it's um, it's coming along. We, we were just, just there yesterday. Yeah. Um, we were we were there last night and kind of finishing some stuff and kind of tweaking some stuff. Adding but, vocals. Yeah, sure. we'll um, stay tuned. I don't want to say a rela release date yet, but yeah, I don't know if we have one. But we're trying to sh like shoot for like yes. like a month, maybe maybe cool. two months. So. What's like, uh, so is it like a full length you guys are recording right now, or? It's seven songs? Eight songs. Eight songs. Eight songs. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. We just, we recorded as a full band, so that was a nice little touch, because I've recorded a thousand songs, you know, on my computer, where you're trying to like puzzle piece it together, but mm -hmm. it's nice just being able, like, being in there, just, okay, Sam, count it off, let's go. All right, let's do it. And just mm -hmm. feeling that energy versus like trying to, uh, use like a microscope to put things into place, right. you know, and having somebody else press record was um, a lot easier, but yeah, no, I'm really excited. It sounds really good. We just got uh, those vocals sounding crispy. Yeah, Very crispy. Um, John's got that new VT4 Roland. Yeah, we have like a little vocal those, processor. Uh, any of those uh, tech geeks out there, those oh. audio people, yeah, that is a uh, fun little machine. Fun tool. We love to see it. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I feel like with like a lot of our songwriting too. Um, I mean, I like definitely have more of a poppy vibe when I'm writing like lyrics and stuff like that. Where John has the more like, you know, he uses those big vocabulary. <laughs> sure, just like weird metaphors, like intertwined in there. Right, which is nice because like you know I can get some of the basic stuff down, but then John can really add that flair into some of it. For for some of our old stuff, lately I haven't been writing as many lyrics 
more like melodies on the keyboard because I've come so like into that now. I'm I'm really like um, trying to dive into all those different melodies on the keyboard. So mm -hmm. yeah. sure. Yeah, I always think it's really interesting when a band has like two vocalists, like two mm -hmm. songwriters, and like the band is playing like both uh, like members' songs and like how like they'll be like different and how like both of them prefer to write songs and how the end product ends up being like like uh grizzly bear is a band that does that right like uh like daniel rosson and ed drost like are the two vocalists um, animal collective is another band that does that too with right. panda bear and avi tear yeah um but yeah no it's i, I think it's really it's, it exhibits a lot of like uh band versatility when like uh mm -hmm. when like there's two songwriters at the same time, like presenting their songs to the same group and showing how that like uh, plays out in you know shows and stuff like that. I, I think that's really cool. Right, and like also like pretty much everybody in our band is a songwriter. Yeah, well, that's know. a good point. Yeah, it's not just me and Max. I mean, yeah. people say that it's like my project just because I'm kind of the one who mm -hmm. like put the pieces together, but I don't really like see it as that. Like I feel like everybody's voice is like equally as valid. It's just like, of course, yeah. Um, and that's why it's so nice having something that's like, because there's a lot of people who are like, oh, it's um, John Lenn's band, you know, where it's like John Lenn's, but this is me, and then these people are just supporting me. Like right. that's why it's like having Hopper's luck is like a third party, something that we can all kind of like contribute to and like. It's a little less uh, about the ego. Look, at, we just got some fresh stickers. Oh yeah, here. yeah. I dropped some on your table. There's one for you too. Thank you very much. Uh -huh. Great. Um, I, I, I noticed that earlier. Mm -hmm. um, well, fuck yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, it's like you change one. Uh, one musician is or isn't there, or someone gets swapped. Mm -hmm. It changes the entire dynamic of the band. Right. You know, like sometimes for better, sometimes for worse, depending on what your goals are. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, everyone is a crucial piece you know right. totally yeah we just played a show at Bremen and Max was still up north mm -hmm. and it was just a little lot like I didn't use any pedals any effects it was just me Sam Milton just getting like raw and kind of like crunchy just on Bremen <laughs> yeah. like, like grimy Bremen stage you know yeah. the ledge right yeah. it was almost like not even like a hoppers lecture show. it was just like something else entirely right it's fine because it's just Bremen, you know. There's right. Yeah. Nobody like write an article about it. You guys just played Chris Novak's uh, Cooperage oh, show. Right. How'd that go? That was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. We, yeah, I like Cooperage. It's a good space. Oh, shout out Cooperage. Yeah. Shout out Cooperage. Shout out Snack Boys, mm -hmm. Mitch, John, all them. Mm -hmm. uh, they really know what they're doing. But yeah, that was beautiful. Such a lovely venue. Such a nice. Right on the river. Yeah. Right on the river. It was confluence. And I loved it though because uh, that night Beach House was also playing on oh, Riverside. Yeah. So you know Beach House. There's a lot of uh, my homies that were going to that show and stuff like that. So, but it was still nice to see that people did still come out. Oh yeah, for we're, sure. We're jamming and dancing with, uh, with the, the squad. Yeah, it was it was fun. And then I also played guitar for uh, Valerie Lightheart. Mm -hmm. Shout out Valerie. Yep. Shout out Val. She's an angel. Love Val. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, it was, it was good. And my uncle Tom from Las Vegas was there, <laughs> wearing, nice. his, wearing his like tropical shirt. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so Shout out Tom from Vegas. Shout out Uncle Tom. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. No, that's um, that's awesome. I feel like that's a good, also just a good spot for your guys' sound too. Like yeah. on the river. Totally. Like, uh, the, yes. the flavor goes. 
goes hand in hand. It's a sweet venue. And then Chris Novak, dude, he is like Chris. Okay, come on, oh Chris. Come on, shout out Chris. The shout Milwaukee's out. biggest music fanatic. I I always say and that film too. Film fanatic. Yeah, yeah, really, really. Like, I mean, he'll be on the show next week as well. He, really? Yeah. Hey, he is like pretty much everywhere. Like Chris is everywhere. Every show that I go to. I like almost see Chris every. Yeah. And he's always giving people hugs. He's so happy. He's the friendliest dude. So fucking upbeat. Um, yeah. I just saw him last week for No No and Immortal Girlfriend at Chill Hill. Mm -hmm. And um, like he's count on the dude to be front row right. for like any of those shows, you know. And I like that is what I think. You know, I want to see more of in Milwaukee and its music lovers is just people that are just so. Excited. Just so upright, like upbeat and optimistic and just uplifting everybody who's not only like, you know, their friends doing cool shit, but just people that are really like, you know, making Milwaukee what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And he, I, I mean, I've known Chris since I was three. Like he really? was best friends with my older brother. So just dude was sleeping over for like whole summers at a time. Yeah. You know? So practically living there. But um, just to like see him in the music scene is so healthy for him. And he's right. just... Um, just like having that that uh, like social community is just so beautiful to see. I remember like him working at Walgreens. It's like not the same, you know. Mm -hmm. But seeing him at like the Cooperage doing his thing, right, people right. chopping it up. That's a lot more his his vibe because totally he awesome. works there. And like I feel like you know, and like I mean, I work at Company Brewing, and I it's much more an ideal spot for me to work too because mm -hmm. there's live music, there's shows, there's right. people that genuinely love. Milwaukee and its talent that frequent the bar, you right. know, and you know, I, I'd much rather work there than Starbucks, <laughs> you know. And that eight fifty an hour. Right. I don't know if yeah. you ever had to open there. Oh, I did a couple times. Ooh. I slept through my shifts, and that was when I had to change my availability because I couldn't get up. <laughs> couldn't yeah. do it. I worked that three thirty a.m. shift for a whole summer. Tell. Never again. Never again. That's good. Yeah, but yeah, I'm a firm believer in working somewhere that, you know, you genuinely just, you enjoy the people, you enjoy the vibes, and it's conducive to who you are. So anyway, you, so you guys got this record coming out, um, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, like, like uh, what are, I guess, what are some more goals of yours beyond the record that are, that you have in store? Mm -hmm. um, other than album of the year, Pitchfork? <laughs> right, right, right. Other than a, other than a, yeah. a, a Light to decent nine uh, from the needle drop. <laughs> <laughs> we um, also, do you, do you dare say a name for the record? Oh, I mean, we could. Is this, Will this is be this the first time? The yeah. debut? Yeah. Formally, yeah. It's going to be called Coconut Road. Yeah. Coconut Road! So, <laughs> stay tuned. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think t-shirts is a goal right now. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is an arguing point for the longest. Well, not arguing. It's just little details. We'll find. We'll figure it out. Yeah, sure, but sure. I think going on a tour would be fun. Um, maybe yeah. next summer or... We have, and there's a couple more, you know, we, we put a lot of different venues in Milwaukee, but there is a couple more that we'd like to hit. I mean, I mean Company Brewing, that one didn't, didn't work out for uh, this coming Friday. Right, right. Um, but I love playing company. I've played there a couple of times, but I don't think we've played a hopper show. I don't think there. we've ever played a hopper show there. And also, like you know, I'm I'm always seeing like new places for eventual spaces for playing. New places for oh yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be cool if you. I feel like you guys would do. You guys would put on a great show at company. Oh yeah. I mean, it's open. It's 
you know, it's in the middle of everything. <laughs> the sound is yeah. nice there. Have you guys done high dive? We have not done oh, high dive yeah. yet. That's Weirdly enough, we've pretty much cut our teeth on every dive bar except high dive. Mm. Right. So That's going to be probably the next one that we'll try to get. That'd cool. be fun. Um, and then John, I don't know, you know, you're, uh, he's got a new space that he just moved into with oh, yeah. a bunch of homies. So I just moved. So be, uh, Where there's talk of a eventual house show maybe? Master House, stay tuned on that. Master House. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I I wish I could do house shows here, but this place is like too fragile. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be one of those we were played by here, but we, we got a lot of space to work with, so maybe. Um, I'm pushing it. <laughs> he doesn't even live there, and he's the one who's at right. it. So. You're like, you're like, this is a fucking thing. Uh, I'm gonna even give his his uh, dress out so everybody just shows up one day. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is where you like blur it. And I'm gonna put it at the bottom of the screen, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, as we uh, run out of time, I'd love to hear, John, what keeps you up at night. The breathe, <laughs> the um, exhaling. Well, it's usually music. To be honest, I mean, either playing music or like now that we have this open space, we'll just we have like a an extra large living room, so we'll just be jamming till like one in the morning. Mm -hmm. And usually, the later it gets, the weirder the jam gets. So uh, it's usually that, or um, yeah, I can't. I mean, that's that's about it. Just playing music, um, usually keeping me up at night. If you're talking about like being worried. Like, yeah. Oh, to, yeah. In terms of like, oh, don't steal mine. I need well, right now the stuff. Amazon forest is burning down, oh, so yeah. try yeah. to give some money or dump some water or something. Do it. Do I it. haven't really seen too much about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really messed up. There's some great organizations like Greenpeace mm -hmm. uh, that do amazing work with like that preservation, right. which I I hope to be able to donate once I, I mean, I need a little more money to do that, to <laughs> donate to causes I'd like to, but that's a great organization right. that people can donate to. But for the most part, I'm pretty optimistic. I think that a lot of the, I think there's a lot of yin-yang in the world, a lot of good, a lot of evil, a lot of dark and light, but I don't think that there's any, I don't know, I don't think there's anything that's, that's wrong. I think everything is like an expression of the universe in some way, and it's, mm -hmm. it's about incorporating the dark and the light and uh, this is like my Scorpio, like Scorpio vibes once again, kind of trying to see the, <laughs> see the light in the yeah, darkness, yeah. darkness, you know. Uh, totally. Like well, I gotta have, I gotta have faith that there's something good that can come from Trump. So I like to think so too. Like I'm, I like to think that I'm, you know, the universe unfolds as it should. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a lot of people talk about, yeah, like, the world's, that Trump's going to destroy the world, that, you know, like, we're in this impending doom, mm -hmm. but... If anything, it just creates a realization, I feel yeah. like, of, like, what, you know, we need to be more mindful of. Woke, you mean? Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. right. Of. Yeah. Let's say woke. Right. It's true. No, it, it, it really is. So, Max, on that note, what, puts, what keeps you up at night? Dude. On a slightly less uh, meaningful note, them aliens really keep me up at night, yeah. uh, big time. You um, ask him? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Speaking of which, yeah, what is your opinion on them aliens? Them that, aliens, how the tables have turned. Oh man, poor uh, often, I'll <laughs> tell you. Um, oh, it's no question they're out mm -hmm. there. Um, it's like a mathematical impossibility that aliens right. exist. It's a matter of just 
are they in the, I think what most people grapple with is whether or not they have the capacity to reach us right. or have, if we've, they've contacted us in some way. I, and I don't know if you guys saw, but Bernie Sanders was just on Joe Rogan mm -hmm. and he said he's going to be, if he's elected, he's going to unveil the truth. Which I mean, he could just be right. He could just be saying that for you know, uh, mm -hmm. as sort of like a, just a, a teaser sort of thing. Yeah. But I feel like he has something to say. I mean, I feel like there's real shit that we don't know. Right. Um, I don't think it's anything to be afraid of mm -mm. because if there's anything to be afraid of, then we would know it. And we would also not stand a chance. Like if they're traveling light years to get over here. Like shit, Dude. they could destroy us in a second. Exactly. So, that's that's the thing. Like I was doing, like I was like watching this, you know, podcast thing a while ago, and it was like all about, uh, you know, if if aliens did, well, aliens I believe do exist. Mm -hmm. for, like you know, fractionally, it's impossible for life to not exist. Just universe is too big. Um, right. But um, yeah, so like, would they, like, if they came here, they would be, you know. They're way more advanced than us to be able to reach to this distance oh, yeah. from wherever they came. Right. Like, would they even let us see them, first of all? Would they right. be, like, dumb enough? There's so many alien UFO sightings out there. Would they really be, like, that dumb to, like, let us see them? They would choose either to let us see them or not let us see them. It's not, like, the in-between thing where they're right. like, oh, we're just going to scratch the surface. Okay, but uh, what if we are the aliens? I mean, you look at ancient cultures. But they, we are aliens. Like, right. to... Two aliens to us, we are those aliens. Dude. So, like, one thing I wonder is, how, what do they look like? Mm -hmm. Do they look like us? Mm -hmm. Do they even have a physical body? Right. Right. Yeah. Or what's their language? What does their uh, structuralist society look like? Um, that's something I worry about. I, I think about is like what, whether it's language, whether it's you know physical attributes, whether it's the way their you know civilizations are shaped. Mm -hmm. That's what I think about in terms not not a question of whether or not they exist, but how they function. Right. Um, that's something that I worry about. I'm like, fuck. You know, what if they have like, you know, what if they have toes where their fingers should be or something like right. that? Right. Well, know? I mean, you look at like ancient Sumerian depictions of like these half bird, half snake people with like with like pine cones, and they're like like doing something with a DNA strand. It's like it mm -hmm. seems like they knew something. Yeah, they saw some shit. Dude, I just, I just think the alien is uh, Marcus Zuckerberg, dude. That, the Zuck man. He is, he's a robot. I don't he he's is. a shapeshifter. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> a <trainer. laughs> dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, dude, for like UFOs and stuff like that, dude, here's my opinion. I think it's way more plausible that it's actually just like, you know, China or someone sending out like drones and stuff like that. When people see UFOs, I think it's more of drone technology. Okay, but what about those those aliens over Milwaukee video where there's all these drones. there's like twelve of them going at right angles, dude? Yeah, I don't know. If you haven't that. seen that, you need to look that up. Is it recent? It's from like 2016, no, 20, 2017, it was, it was actually. Like a year ago. Yeah, about a year actually. Wow. Maybe it was. Yeah, it was like twenty. But yeah, it's like Fox Six. So they just had like weird. five in the morning. They're like, let's see what downtown Milwaukee and then looks like. And then immediately they say like seagulls, so it's gotta be seagulls, you know, like in this whole thing. And then mm -hmm. um, like the response time for the whole like seagull explanation was, was way too quick, you know, and it didn't really make sense. There's a lot of like, uh, you know, film uh, majors out there that I've talked to who are like, that's like just not possible. That yeah. cannot be seagulls. Seagulls can't turn at right angles. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Well, 
No, I, I think stuff like that is interesting. I'm also kind of fascinated by uh, cryptozoology. Like Bigfoot? So, yeah, like Bigfoot and like monsters or like, um, oh. Christian Shout out Porter. Christian Porter. Christian Porter calling right now. My phone doesn't work though, so I can't answer. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> he hasn't, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm always interested in just things that we've been conditioned to fear. Mm -hmm. um, but on that note, we'll put you to sleep. CBD. CBD! Mm. Right. What puts you to sleep, Max? Oh, what puts me to sleep? Um, ooh. Um, bad musicals? <laughs> bad musicals, yeah, totally. Um, I'm trying to think here. I'm, okay. Story tours? <laughs> no, I'm like one of the, this is my guilt, ASMR is my guilty pleasure. I'll be honest with you. Don't, don't, not like that. It's gotta be the right stuff. Like, like preferably, like, no, 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 no. Preferably, like, um, people talking in different languages. I, I really like sure. like that whole thing. I don't know what it is about it, but like soft talking in different relang uh, um, languages is just like so comforting to me. Like I subscribe to this guy on YouTube who does like all this like electricity stuff, but he's from India and he is not speaking English or yeah, no, he's not speaking English and it is the most relaxing thing. Interesting. Everyone ha everyone kind of has their their crutch with that. For me, it's cicadas. Cicadas relax me a lot. And like when I been, being in Milwaukee all summer, I haven't heard cicadas like at all. But back home in Illinois, right. where like I f my house is like under a lot of trees, so mm -hmm. uh, I got the cicadas back for last weekend. So that was nice. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks so much. Yeah, for that. dude. Thank you guys for being on the show. Tune in to Hopper's Luck. Uh, Coconut Road will be out very soon. And um, any shows coming up? Yeah, we got a show um, this Saturday at X-Ray Arcade. I don't know if this will be out this by then. This won't be out by then. So <laughs> don't come to that. So no don't reason. come to that. Don't go don't to Cut for no reason. No. no. Fuck um, stay, stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. There's going to be more stuff coming out. Yeah. Yeah. We're, they're going to take you away to that tropical fever. <laughs> Thank you for watching Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.